All right, everyone, this is it. This is it. You're listening to the Join the Journey podcast. For this week's episode, we're going to continue the Pass the Mic series with an exciting interview, and we welcome a new voice to the podcast. All of that happening right here, right now. So let's get started. everyone thank you so much for tuning in to the join the journey podcast this week this week to continue our past the mic series i have a very special guest with me um my mentor edward mr why not drake um and the founder of the youth eating organ tissue transplants or why not foundation y'all i'm super excited to have edward on he means so much to me individually as a friend um and as a mentor and i'm truly blessed to have him on so without any further ado everyone i give you edward drake Ooh, Mr. Willis Porter, my main man. I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy to be on your show. And uh, yeah, let's get started. Well, again, I'm very proud of you. Keep going. Keep impacting lives. And of course, why not? So Absolutely, yeah. man. Why not? Well, to let's give the, the audience a little bit of a, um, a background, if you will, about you um, and kind of what led you uh, just to kind of the the Edward 101 for those folks out there who don't know your story. Well, awesome, awesome. Again, thank you for the opportunity. Well, I like to consider myself I like to consider myself as a ordinary individual striving to do extraordinary things. Um uh I grew up in Toledo, Ohio. Um uh, uh product of a single parent household, so I was always um uh, always had high aspirations of trying to retire my mom. And in doing so, I pursued uh, sports and business, which I, I competed at a, at a very high level and, and had the opportunity to go pursue on the uh, collegiate level. But uh, during my sophomore year in college, uh, during a physical, I was diagnosed with end-stage renal disease, also known as kidney failure. Uh, never had any prior signs or notice or any prior signs of uh, or. Or, or yeah, noticed any uh, changes in my body. Just my doctor were alarmed by my blood pressure reading at the time, which was like 248 over like 119, if I recall correctly. That was back in 2000. But uh, I just remember that day, at that, they immediately rushed me to the hospital. And as I like to call it, uh, my life changed forever. Um, I just remember uh, them starting to me everywhere. Uh, in places that I wouldn't say on the air, uh, but yeah. And lastly, I just remember a doctor coming in and saying that my kidneys had completely shut down, and that uh, and that. Uh, and my response was, "Okay, okay, what happens next?" And he said that you have to be placed on the, the transplant waiting list and start dialysis, uh, which I started the next day, and. Uh, and I still didn't understand the uh, the magnitude of what was going on until I said, okay, well, I'll be okay for the upcoming school year and, and the season. And they told me that uh, I would never be able to play football again uh, or run track and also that I would uh, have to come home and, and begin my treatment, which I did for uh, three years prior to uh, my life getting saved by a stranger who, who when X said yes to becoming an organ and tissue donor. But during that time of being on dialysis, those uh, two to three years, uh, I was just like, Lord, why me? Why now? 
know, everything that I had worked so hard for, uh, just I came to an instant halt. And yeah. the Lord put in my spirit, son, why not you? Mm. Like what I had planned for my life and doing all these great things in athletics and in sports, he didn't have planned for my life. So I like to say he took me off the college campus and the sporting battlefield and put me on a battlefield of saving lives. And that's when I was inspired to start the Why Not Foundation, which, as you stated, is a is a um, acronym for Youth Knitting Organ Tissue Transplants. And uh, nearly 15 years later, here we are, having impacted thousands of lives across the country. And uh, and like I said, you're you're an amazing product uh, of some work that we've done. And I'm, I love to Thank see you. individuals like you my mentees like you now doing impacting lives in uh in astronomical ways. So again, I commend you. Thank you. Yeah, I I I know um we we crossed paths originally um mm-hmm. through camp. Um yeah. and that was I've I've written about it a little bit um actually in an article that I wrote for uh Georgia Transplant Foundation last year, which I know that you you're aware of um when I wrote that. But in that article, um I do. I talk a whole lot about um, you and the Why Not Foundation and really how instrumental um, mm-hmm. you were in my life. And I'm sure you've been in, in so many other people's lives um, and youth specifically in um, being able to take a situation where you might be looking around, like you said, you know, you're asking God, why me, why me? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're, you're looking around and you're trying to make sense of all of this. Mm-hmm. And um I was very similar, you know, I, I thought I wanted to go into the military. That was, that was what I wanted to do. Um, but you know, something about having someone else's organ really makes that difficult. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> so I was like, well, darn, that's not going to work then. And so I went to camp that, that year, what you did not know. Um, I'm sure you, we, I mean, you know, now since we've talked since then, um, was, you know, how, you know, beat down I was I was like you know this was this was my dream you know kind of like how your dream was to do football and you know once once that um kind of got derailed if you will you're kind of left there with your hands kind of in the air wondering okay what am what am I what am I supposed to do how do I bring meaning to all of this Mm. and you know the way that you were able to speak life into me um again is is truly remarkable um and again I I I know you commended you commended me Mm -hmm. for what all I'm doing, but man, it, I would not be here today. I would not be doing what I am doing um, if it were not for you. Um, straight up, that's that's just the way it is. Um, but yeah, man. So why don't you fill us in a little bit on um, the Why Not Foundation? Some of the awesome things that you all do. I know I've been very blessed to be able to help out with a few of those things. Why don't you fill us in a little bit about that? Well, yes. Um, the Why Not Foundation. We're just a family. Uh, we're just a family of individuals uh, aspiring to impact lives. Um, we provide support to pediatric transplant patients in the form of support groups, uh, financial assistance, gas cards, um, toy drives, holiday toy drives, school supply drives. Uh, uh, we'll be hosting symposiums, various types of symposiums, and uh, you know, and we also we also uh, promote disease prevention and wellness in the community. So we host a lot of sporting tournaments and different ty- various types of events to promote uh, diseases such as organ failure that has impacted my life and, and yours and so many others, and while also raising awareness about organ and tissue donation. Uh, so yeah, so it's awesome, man. It's truly been an honor uh, to be to have been a part of this organization 
uh, and found uh, for the last founded uh, for the last nearly 15 years. And uh, our slogan is "Why not brighten a child today?" And that's what we're all about. Just trying to brighten the lives of others, uh, parents, families, health physicians, and everyone we come across. That's awesome, man. So what what all um, program wise do y'all do? I know that I've been I've been able to help out with toy drives and some other things, mm-hmm. but that's just here in Georgia. And I know that mm-hmm. um, why not is not only in Georgia but in other places around the country. So why don't you fill us yeah. in a little bit on what all y'all do? Yeah, yeah. I want to give a special shout out to all my uh, all my team members. Like I said, we're a team. Um, I never really had a real job outside of my company in any organization. So the only thing that I'll the model that I had to uh, build uh, the various entities that I, I'm uh, that I oversee is utilizing my athletic background. So, um, yeah, I definitely want to thank my teammates, so many across the country to name without taking up all the time in interviews, but I want to thank you all. And, uh, and yeah, um, yeah, we're based in Columbus, Ohio, where uh, we have uh, operations here in Georgia and California and DC uh, are the next to be registered in. And we just uh, work with various medical facilities across the country, like I said, hosting support groups. Um, uh, we got a Why Not Bright the Child's Day uh, program, uh, which is our which is our patient support program, which, like I said, we host support groups, um, uh, toy drives, stuff like that. And we have a program called Why Not You, where we promote disease prevention, as I stated, uh, in organ and tissue donation awareness. We have a scholarship called YOHA, which is spelled Y-O-H-A, which is Why Not Offer Hope and Assistance. And our last uh, program is a support system uh, online called Why Not Connect, where we connect other patients and families from across the country and health physicians to uh, to to impact lives. Like I said, host support groups, and we'll also do a lot of preventative type work on that site, hosting uh, health and wellness support groups and stuff like that, targeting youth. Like I said, tar- targeting youth and families. So, yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I I know that I'm just you know. I'm one, I'm I'm one part of the team, if you will. I'm the, I'm the, uh, I'm the Georgia team, and then you know we got the California team, we got the, um, we got the DC team, but all of us yeah, yeah. together, together we're why not? So, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's really cool, and I know um, I've been able to do some some toy drives and drop offs um, at Shoah with my home hospital out there. Um, I consider that to be home and um, kind of all the stuff that you've been doing, it's impacted me. And, um, you know, it's the reason why I'm going to get my master's in social work is to be able to, you know, turn around and do what you challenged me to do from day one. And that was, you know, use my story to to impact and and better others while also having fun in the process. No, I'm Um, I'm honored by those words, by the way, like I said, those are the type of words that, uh, that uh, reaffirmed what the Lord put in my spirit back when he told me, uh, like, why not you? Why not apply those experiences that impact lives? And the fruit, uh, fruit is being shown by people, by people like yourselves who has, uh, uh, who lives I have, or who lives the Lord have been able to touch using me, you know? So like I said, I give God all the glory for anything. So, yeah. Amen, man. All right, everyone. So for the second segment of the Join the Journey podcast today, we have on uh, two people this time. 
the new voice that I mentioned a little bit um, in my last episode um, is my man, Jonathan Trailer. He's got his own thing going on. But today, guys, I have him on along with uh, Mr. Edward Why Not Drake um, because they kind of um, sparked a few things um, in, the, in the internet world. Um, and Jonathan was really inspired um, by Edward, so I figured it would be fitting to have him on and help me co-host this sex- second section. So to start, guys, um, I first want to hear from you, Jonathan, um, a little bit on your story real fast. Um, and connection to donation, and then also um, how you came to uh, be acquainted with Edward. So take it away, man. Well, first of all, I want to say it's an honor to come on and do the podcast with you, uh, Wills, and um, Mr. Uh, Edward Drake. Um, and uh, I I was inspired by an interview that I seen, actually, that uh, Jim Myers did on Kidney Stories 2 on the uh, Urban uh, Outreach Health uh, Media Network. Um, I, I watched the interview and I was just, uh, really interested and intrigued. So I got on, uh, uh, why not's, uh, uh, org's website and I checked it out and I seen really in depth of what he was doing. And, uh, I just thought it was inspiring and amazing. And I decided to try to contribute in any way I could. So I went ahead and ordered a t-shirt and a, a mask and, uh, that, you know, I felt like that was kind of a, a, a good way to start. Uh, for those of you listening, um, and, um, you know, I just felt like, uh, you know, he's doing great things in the, uh, organ transplant, um, community. And, uh, it's definitely something that, uh, we definitely need more awareness for and, and more education on. So, um, I thought it would be great to, uh, you know, get involved with, with why not. So, um, my personal story uh, basically, is I went into kidney failure, emergency kidney failure, in uh, July eighth of uh, twenty nineteen. Um, basically, I uh, had uh, been sleeping a lot, fatigued, uh, swollen with fluid, couldn't put shoes on, couldn't walk, didn't have any strength. Thought I was fighting the flu. Um, I'm cor- I'm kind of paraphrasing my story because it's really long, but. Um, I had a lot of side effects of uh, kidney disease that I didn't even know I was fighting on, really. Um, you know, I had type 2 diabetes and hypertension, so that's what pretty much caused my kidney failure, uh, caused me to go into, you know, chronic kidney uh, failure. And uh, anyway, I went to my local hospital. I was having some respiratory problems, couldn't breathe very well. Uh, heart was pamphletating. And uh, as soon as I got to my local hospital, of course, uh I will notate that they did not have a dialysis ward. So uh, they had to stick me immediately after they ran blood work. And, uh, you know, they found out I was in kidney failure. They immediately stuck me on a helicopter and staff flighted me to San Antonio, which is about an hour drive for me. But uh, in a helicopter, is about 20 minutes. And um, as soon as I got to the emergency room, I went into a, um, a, a heart a cardio episode. My potassium was so high. It was like a nine. Um, you know, I had a lot of toxins uh, swelling in my body. Um, ended up blacking out and waking up later, about three days later in the ICU with uh, tubes and lines and intubated. I couldn't speak to anybody. Uh, really didn't know what was going on. But uh, prior to my knowledge, I had already been on the machine for three days. And, um, yeah, you know, I... Um, 
they took off like uh, 30 pounds of fluid within those first three days. And uh, it was a, you know, life altering, um, head spinning type of, uh, you know, a scene out of your uh, favorite uh, medical show. That's basically what happened to me. And, uh, you know, based upon uh, this experience that I had with uh, kidney disease, uh, you know, I ended up starting the show with Hope with Jonathan. But I left the ICU um, about two weeks uh, or so, uh, stay in the hospital at uh, Methodist in San Antonio. And I left there with a permacath and ended up doing dialysis, uh, hemodialysis. Uh, and then I ended up getting a fistula later on and doing hemodialysis in center. And then I ended up leaving there and did a uh, home hemodialysis for a few months. And then uh, after that, uh, man, just by the grace of God, um, I ended up getting the miracle of a gift of transplant. And uh, one of my friends actually had passed away, unfortunately, in Kentucky. And uh, the family was able to direct donate me uh, their uh, his kidney, uh, basically, basically because he had signed up to be an organ donor. And uh, because of that, uh, you know, he was, uh, fortunately he passed, but because of that, he was able to give me, you know, his, his kidney. And uh, right now I'm, I'm really blessed and grateful to have that because of the wait time down here for a deceased donor uh, in San Antonio area is uh, six to eight years for a, for an old, old kidney. And uh, that's, that's my blood type is O, which is one of the most common, you know, common blood type is O. And um, so, you know, like I said, based on all of this and um, my, you know, near-death experience, I ended up starting Hope with Jonathan because of, uh, I, I never would want anybody else to go through what I went through, first of all. But secondly, there's so many people out there that have a unique story with kidney disease and, uh, you know, dialysis, transplant. And I felt like that there needed to be more awareness and there needed to be more more platforms for people to get their story out there. So um, that's that's the main reason why I started doing what I'm doing, Wills. Yeah, man. No, I, I, again, I've, I've, I've heard your story, um, Jonathan, and it is really, um, it's inspiring. It's, it's um, at times uh, heart stopping, no pun intended. Um, I feel like I can make that joke given that I'm, you know, out of cardiac arrest. But no, either good. way, let's bring let's bring uh, Edward in on this. Edward, um, just to kind of you know hear y'all talk a little bit on um, kind of maybe some um, some similarities or things that you know I've had I've had a liver transplant, so um, things that go on with a liver transplant are you know a little bit different than um, than a kidney. So, uh, Edward, and the, then we'll uh, cover it up with Jonathan um, on the follow-up, is um, what are some things that um, are maybe different about um, dialysis or the kidney transplant um, waiting process versus uh, liver? So no. Edward, take that one away. Yeah, first and foremost, uh, Jonathan, it was, a, it was amazing to hear your story and very inspiring. Like I said, I definitely uh, – command and and uh and and very uh very enamored by your strength you know your strength and your and your and your courage not only to uh you know to overcome what you went through but to also uh reach back and try to educate and help others so that's very uh 
honorable, commendable of you. And I want to tell you to keep up the good fight, brother. And, uh, you know, any, anything I can do to help you out, like I said, just let me know. But, uh, I appreciate it. No, no problem, man. But, uh, but yeah, um, sorry, 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 Wills. Uh, can you repeat the question? Like I said, I was just so enamored, no, uh, so enamored by no, that, man. No, I hear uh, that you. story. No, I hear you, man. So, um, a little bit on maybe some of the, the similarities and, and differences. We'll focus on the differences um, of maybe the the kidney transplant um, waiting process. So specifically dialysis, because that's something I have never yeah. been through before. Yeah. Um, so to someone who's never been through it before, it might be new uh-huh. to the whole organ transplant and donation thing. Um, what's it? What is it like? Uh, I'll speak for myself because I'm sure everyone has a has has a different process, but. Uh, sort of like Jonathan, uh, I I found out my kidneys had shut down overnight as well. So um, and I started dialysis, which I did for three years, as we stated earlier. And throughout that process, uh, my process was rough initially, as I didn't have any signs or you know I, I didn't have like blood high blood pressure or high. Uh, it didn't run in my family or I didn't have any. Uh, pre-existing conditions that can lead to kidney failure. Mine just happened abruptly. So so uh, just the initial shock of what I went through was like the most horrific part of it. And mm-hmm. losing everything all yeah, losing everything all at once was horrific. But once I once I once I like I said get past the why me stage, you know, and and, and accepted it was what it was and say I was gonna turn this test into a testimony you know, and I started the organization and, you know, that started opening up other doors and stuff like that. And then instead of the why me became a why not you. And and, and, and and here we are so many years later. So, and after that, my journey wasn't easy, but it definitely, I had purpose to what I was going through and I had a sense of uh, fulfillment that I had to reach back out like Jonathan uh, is doing to help others while I was going through it. And, you know, like I felt if I was, if I was going to be a blessing to others, if I could be a blessing to others, I will be blessed, which turned out to be uh, true. So, yeah, but it's it's horrific. Like the diet, I would say the diet was the rough, rough, the roughest part of my three years of being on dialysis. Mm-hmm. You know, because <laughs> you know, you gotta watch the your, renal yeah, diet. Yeah, yeah, yeah renal diet. Gotta watch your potassium, man. You know, and and fluids. And I remember I used to make myself throw up because uh, I was so thirsty in the middle of the summer. Uh, I got sick in the middle of the summer, and I just wanted to drink, drink, drink. As a former athlete, you know, that's I was taught to drink, yeah. you know, gain weight, drink, gain weight, eat protein. And now I can't drink, so just so I can eat a popsicle or something like that, I will make myself throw up so I can drink some more, you know, stuff like that. It's mm. so the diet and the uh, and the whole uh, lifestyle change. You know, I went from being a a college student, you know, to to being stuck on a dialysis machine. So you know, it's like I'm still dating. I'm still trying to date young ladies. They take it off my shirt and I got the, I got the, I got the, uh, you know, the catheter in my chest and, you know, that, that didn't turn out, uh, to be what I expected, what they expected. So, you know, that, that kind of, you know, that kind of went to the wayside. So a little stuff like that, you know, like, you know, um, uh, uh what else? Like, yeah, all my friends are, are partying and stuff and I'm stuck, I'm stuck with going into a dialysis uh, center. So yeah, it was, yeah, those two parts probably were the worst were the worst and uh yeah and 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 if i can give a uh a general idea to the public of, of what it's like yeah those those were the roughest for me wow man 
Now, what about uh, what about you, Jonathan? I know um, your story is a little bit different because you know Edward was a, went from an athlete um, competing at I'm sure a very difficult level uh, there in college, um, you know, to not really having anything um, there. And a thread that I, I find to be kind of common among both of you um, is like what Edward said, you know, taking the the test that you're given and turning it into a testimony, um, which I love. I love that, Edward. I, I, appreciate you mentioning that because I, I feel like that's so true. Oh, yeah. Um, so, Jonathan, what are some things um, maybe for you that are unique to your story um, that, you know, it might be a little bit different than Edwards because I know, um, you know, you probably, you know, during, during college, you know, you didn't really get it during that time. It was a kind of a unique time to get a, a transplant, um, if I remember correctly. Yeah, Wills, uh, let, let me say this, uh, like what he was talking about saying acceptance, you know, uh, the first couple of days in the hospital, man, I had some really dark days. I was, I had a pity party for myself. I was, you know, and I had some, a lot of time to, to really think about things and how I ended up here and, you know, what happened to me and, you know, and, uh, I had to, man, I had to grow up really quick. I had to really start, uh, accepting what had happened to me because, you know, I had I had to realize, look, I got to deal with this. You know, it happened. I got to deal with this. I got to move forward. And, and how do I do that? And basically it was, you know, trusting the doctors and my team and and what they were going to do for me as far as, you know, uh, going on dialysis. I, uh, To be honest with you, Wills, I had no education on kidney disease, dialysis, transplant, none of this stuff. Kidney disease. I had no knowledge of it. Uh, I mean, I was type two diabetic hypertension, but uh, so for those of you listening, come across this podcast, uh, please get yourself educated on, uh, you know, the effects of type two diabetes and hypertension, because it can lead to uh, kidney disease. It's the top leading cause right now of kidney disease. And, uh, you know, you definitely want to get educated on it. Um, Google is your friend, so to speak. But um, Anyway, you know, acceptance goes a long way. But uh, some of the some of the other things, yeah, like what he was talking about the the, the renal diet is definitely an eye opening experience. Uh, they come in and they want to educate you right away on what you can eat, what you can't eat, uh, or can't eat. Um, uh, so when they told me uh, I couldn't eat cheese, I was like, oh man, you know, like, <laughs> I was like, oh man, just go ahead and, go ahead and take me out now, you know, because I just I'm a cheeseaholic. <laughs> but uh with the tomato with the tomato based stuff too yeah. it kind of takes out cheese pizza yeah so like i was a pizza burger guy believe it or not and uh you know i i've used like fast food and all that stuff so it was terrible you know my lifestyle was terrible like i said this was a, a major wake-up call for me wills um i had to completely change my diet so like overnight when i came home i decided and i told my family i said look i have to abide by this diet if i'm gonna live and I had to make major life changes. And so that's what I did. I, I, I adhered to the uh, renal diet, uh, uh, cold turkey, just dropped cheese, milk. Uh, wow. I stopped. Uh, we spent two or three hours in the grocery store looking at bags and, and uh, fresh foods and uh, doing the research. Like uh, we stopped eating anything that was in a bag or a box or any of that. I started eating fresh vegetables and, uh, you know, that were renal safe, you know, not high in potassium sure. or any of that. But, uh, yeah, I dropped tomatoes and uh, I was real particular. I, I just quit eating cheese altogether. Um, 
you know, I was just really particular, man. And I, the weight just started falling off literally. Like I was a, about a 350 pound man, six foot. And, uh, I, I literally went from a three X shirt down to an XL, uh, within, within the matter wow. of just like, uh, maybe a couple of months. I kid you not. Um, you know, I was walking, I started walking, uh, I started getting really inspired to really try to take care of myself. And I had been, I'd been doing that before kidney failure, but you know, I noticed I wasn't losing any weight. I was just kind of maintaining and, um, you know, and, uh, so the signs were there for the kidney disease and the kidney failure. I just didn't know what I was fighting. And, um, but yeah, it, it's a struggle, you know, the renal diet, you have to really get a strong mindset, uh, you know, and, um, then of course you got to get used to, you know, dialysis and the schedule and all that type of stuff. And then the side effects of dialysis, such as, you know, you're, you're fatigued, uh, you can be, have cramping, um, you know, and just, and then the schedule, like I had to go every Saturday. So I lost my weekends, you know, and, uh, stuff like that. You know, I would come home usually and sleep for about an hour or so, um, you know, on dialysis day. So my kids sometimes would want to talk with me. And of course, you know, I just didn't feel like talking. I'd go right to bed, you know? Um, so, you know, it's, it's just things like that. Yeah. That you end up fighting. And then as far as transplant, man, they just, you know, they kind of put you on a list and you're just kind of there waiting. And, you know, if you, if you don't take the bull by the horns and start advocating for yourself, then you're kind of, you're just kind of sitting there waiting, you know? And so, um, I, I reached out to an organization called kidney solutions.org, uh, Kent Bressler is in charge of, uh, that. And, um, uh, actually met Kent and talked with Kent and Kent put me on his website and started, uh, promoting me, you know, started marketing, you know, Hey, Jonathan needs a kidney. And there's, and there's many patients on his website that he does this for. Uh, but he started advocating for me and, uh, and Kent's a, Kent's a really great guy. He's an advocate himself. Also a, a personal, uh, kidney, uh, transplant recipient of, uh, 33 years. Uh, so, you know, he knows what he's doing. Plus he's a former nurse, but, um, He's a, you know, he's an amazing guy and he, he helped me. And then, um, you know, I also built a Facebook page uh, for my own kidney search and, you know, just trying to any way I could advocate. I had a sticker on the back of my car. Uh, I had t-shirts made up, uh, just all of that stuff. So, uh, but yeah, the, the, uh, transplant weight and the whole process, uh, you know, it can be, uh, it can be tiring. So. Yeah, man, no, I, I, I definitely know what you mean there on the whole, you know, it, having to make lifestyle changes, you know, Edward, it sounds like you kind of had to do the same, you, yeah. know, if, you know, you went from um, competing at, at, a, at the collegiate level for sports, you know, it, it's, it's ingrained in you. I mean, I ran cross country in high school. So, I mean, we were, we were downing water like it was going on. <laughs> um, and, you know, to, to have to make those changes. So, what is something maybe from both of y'all, maybe your top uh, two or three things that you would find um, that are important to, you know, to making those changes? Um, Edward, we'll start with you. I would say your mindset. Um, one of the, and this, this can be applied to, for anyone in any facet of life, no matter what you're going through. You got to have a mindset. When something like that happened to you, when something negative or something bad happened to you, or perceived to be bad, you know, or unwanted, whatever you want to call it. You can't focus yeah. on what was 
instead of focusing on and, and start focusing on focusing rather on what is. You know, like you have to. The sooner you can come to acceptance of it, the sooner you can uh, start to make the uh, necessary changes or adjustments or steps to overcome it. You know, like I said. Um, so, so, so that that would be that would be my first. That would be my first. Um, my first uh, point that I will say, or my first suggestion, yeah, like accept it. You know, it it, it happened to you, no matter what it is. I mean, in my in in this case, this particular case, kidney failure happened. Okay, so what now? How can I do? What can I do to not only get transplanted, but what 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 can I learn from this? What can I, you know, how, you know, stuff like that. So, the second it the second right. is uh. Second is uh you have to find something to kind of occupy your time. You know, you got to find something to occupy your time because while you're going through it, you know, find something to, uh, like me, I found, I found like looking at other people who was in a worse situation, you know, and stop, stop saying, like I said, why me? And start focusing on like, man, like, okay, it's kids in the hospital. Okay. Yeah. I got sick while I was 20. Yeah. I got sick while I was in college trying to become the first college graduate in my family. And, pursue this dream of playing sports yeah 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 that sucks yeah that sucks right but it's kids like members within the why not foundation which where i'm a member of it's people who uh like austin or phil or so many others they they were sick a lot of their lives so while i'm complaining while i'm complaining uh about why i didn't get to finish college or i didn't get to finish you know this they never got to experience that. They never got to even go to school. Some of them, anyway. Uh, I know Austin, for an example, he never even got to uh, probably experience what it was like to, uh, you know, people in that situation. I don't want to speak on his situation, but people in that situation don't even get to go to school and be normal students, you know, because they're they're doing school yeah. in in the in the uh, in the dialysis center or or whatever treatment facility. Mm. So, you know, mm. so I stop I stop thinking of. Oh, poor me, and start thinking, you know, I me mean, of others who are in a worse situation, and that kind of helped change my uh, my attitude, change my lift up my not lift up my spirits, but I stopped focusing on myself and start looking to others, looking looking at trying to help others. You know, so that that's number two. Like I said, my mindset, and you know, I me mean, and occupy your time, occupy your mind. And the third would be, the third suggestion I would say would be just um. Uh, Create you a plan. Utilize that time. Try to use that. Try to u- utilize that time to, uh, you know, try to create you a plan. So, uh, Lord willing, when you get out of it, what, what are you going to do with this? How are you going to How are you going to use this situation to, you know, how are you going to use this time or whatever situation that you're in to, you know, try to make good with it. You know, try to make good out of a bad situation. You know, like I said, it, it happened. It happened. Yeah. Now, now you, now, like I said earlier, you know, you got to have a mindset. And then you then you try to find something worse. Okay, so what am I gonna do with this? What am I gonna do with this? You know what I mean? What what is meant? And me being a spiritual man, I try to think like my purpose. I think big on okay, what is my purpose? What is uh what is it meant for me to learn out of this? Or what can I take out of this? And you know, I created a quote that say adversity plus faith plus perseverance equals a purpose and life testimony. And I'll say it again, adverse adversity, you got you go through adversity, right? You know, yeah. we, we all go through adversity in our lives, no matter what it's in. You know, like kidney, kidney, kidney situation was part of mine, but I also grew up in a single parent household. 
uh, and so much other. You know, we all go through different situations, tough situations. But okay, so adversity. But you gotta have faith that you can overcome that. You know, so so right. having yeah. faith is do whatever you do. Like in my in, in my situation, I tapped into my you know I me mean? my. I tapped into my faith, you know, I tapped into my, my spirituality, I, I, I tapped into, you know, I, t- I found something to tap into, which, uh, you know, can give me hope. And then perseverance, you know, then you then you persevere through that, because once you persevere through it, like like Jonathan, and like you, Wills, y'all persevered, y'all persevered through it, we persevered through it, so now on a Saturday, we're here having this conversation in the hopes to inspire others, so we persevered through it. Now we all got a purpose, now, so, so everything happened, I believe, for a reason, so now we all have a purpose. And we all have a life testimony. No matter how similar it is, uh, Jonathan had a, a transplant, as did I. Our situations is totally different. So, you know. So, and, and, and likewise with you. So, now we all we all got our own individual testimony that on our various platforms that we still impact in lives. You know. So, that that's it. Well, I'm just saying this. Yeah, that's it. All right, man. That's so good. What about you, Jonathan? You can. Uh, Expand on a couple of those if he if he if he stole your thunder <laughs> on a few or or add some of your own. What what do you got? Yeah, that's hard to follow right there, <laughs> uh, because uh, you know he pretty much hit what I was going to hit too. My number one thing would be prayer. Reach out to uh, you know, the people that are strong in faith. If you're a faith believer, definitely uh, you know, reach out to the Lord and pray. Um, because I know without a doubt, there's not a doubt in my mind that I wouldn't be sitting here doing this conversation with you guys if, if people hadn't been praying and believing for me. And, um, my mom, my mom's a prayer warrior. She went through her knees and prayed for me, you know, cause I was, like I said, I, I barely survived. Uh, the nephrologist uh, at the emergency room told my, my wife and my family that I was just moments from death, you know, had I not went to the emergency room. So, you know, there's a reason why I'm still here. And uh, that's the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing right now. And uh, so, yeah, I definitely agree. And uh, tap into your faith. Uh, number two, I would say is tap into your support group. Uh, you know, uh, if you don't have strong family or you don't have a lot of friends and you're going through this, you do not want to face this alone. So you need a support group, whether that be uh uh, at a church uh, or uh, a hospital, uh, you know, there's different locations that you can reach out to to call your support group. It doesn't necessarily have to be your your family or friends. It could be a group of strangers. Sometimes, to me, sometimes that's good because you don't get a biased opinion. You know, you you, you get to talk to somebody new that may be going through something similar, and you get you know their their aspect on things. So reach out to your support. Um, Number number three, uh, I would say, you know, you got to be your own best advocate. Uh, so, you know, and then trust your team, even though sometimes you, you ain't going to like everything that they're they're telling you. And you ain't always going to want to understand it or know why they're doing this for you. But a lot, you know, more times uh, it, it's it's for the better. It's for the good. And you just got to, you know, kind of adapt to it. And uh, go with it and, and see what it does for you. You know, I'm not saying that all doctors know everything or anything like that. Or, you know, because sometimes you do have questions and you're like, hmm, why are they doing this or that? But um, most of the time, you know, you got You just got to learn how to trust your team because they're trying to help you out in any way they can to keep you healthy. 
And uh, I know with just being a recent transplant patient, I, I've only been transplanted now for five months. Um, you know, I had to learn how to trust a whole new team because at first I was trusting the, the staff at DeVita and all of them. And I got to know all the nurses over there and uh, their whole teams over there. Now, and then I went in the home hemo and I trusted my wife to do everything. And, you know, the, and she was pretty much, you know, my, my main nurse and all that. And then I went into a whole nother team with, with transplant and a whole nother group, you know? So, you know, you just got to learn how to adapt and, and roll with the punches and so to speak. And, um, you know, then like, like Edward said, you know, you got to come to a place of acceptance. Uh, once you accept what's going on with you, then you'll be able to move forward uh, a lot better, a lot easier. And uh, you'll, you'll learn that, you know, things are going to go good. The good thing is, is for the kidney disease, aspect of things is that there's treatments out there um, dialysis is a form of treatment and of course transplant transplant being the best form of treatment for uh, kidney disease but uh yeah will that's pretty much all i have uh, on that and um again uh, i really appreciate the opportunity to podcast with you guys oh, this is awesome this is awesome no man no i, I appreciate that that it's, it's so true i feel like all of that is so well said and it's so true you know being your own advocate um, things that I've really talked about a lot and something that, you know, I'm really passionate about, you know, being able to, you know, ex you know, come to that point of acceptance, like Edward said, um, you know, tapping into, you know, your, whether it's your faith community um, or, you know, leaning on, leaning on others, um, even if it's not your family members. I know, um, you know, right after I was transplanted, um, my body wasn't necessarily accepting my liver. Um, and it's because of, you know, prayer warriors and, um, folks out there that, you know, had my best interest at heart and um, were adamant that, you know, they, regardless of how it ended, they, they were in it uh, for the victory or for the, um, for, for whatever might happen. Um, but I feel like that's so true. And I appreciate y'all both um, expanding on that. I feel like there's a lot to be gained there. So to close things out, um, what I usually do on here is I give each of my guests, um, in this case, both of you, um, uh, a few minutes um, to, to kind of give a, um, a, a 101 or a, a message um, to the listeners. Um, so, uh, Jonathan, you are um, first in, on the list on, on this thing, so I'm going to let you start it off, and then we'll finish it out with Edwards. So, um, World, I give you Jonathan Trailer. So, you know, first of all, out there, if, if you're going through uh, adversity and you're going through a tough time, whether it be kidney failure or um, maybe you need some other type of organ, whether it be lung, heart, liver, uh, I just want to say to you to hang on to hope. Um, hope is going to be there for you uh, to help you remain positive. Uh, try to continue to believe in the power of hope and hang on to as much positivity as you can. Um, try to surround yourself with positive people. And um, I believe that that's really what helped carry me through was that I had a lot of positivity around me, a lot of people praying for me and that in, in itself uh, inspired the word hope. And it's one of the reasons why I have the show hope with Jonathan. Um, I'm just a firm believer in hope. There's always hope. 
and uh, you got to hang on to that. God bless. Thanks. Thanks again, Will. I appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely, man. So, so inspiring. And again, I'm very honored to be able to be working with you on Impact American Media and everything, all the fun stuff that we're doing. But y'all, it would not be possible um, without this next man. This this is um, one of the people that I'm blessed and humbled to be able to call my mentor, the person that started it all for me. Um, he took me at camp um, when I thought I wanted to go to the military, and boy, was I wrong. Um, and I do believe that God puts people in your in your path um, and to influence you in the times you need it most. And y'all, this is one of them. So, Edward, my man, take us. <laughs> We've already you've already hit the grand slam. So run the nah, bases for nah, us. Man. First and take foremost, man, it's so awesome to connect with you too. Uh, that's that's what it's all about. Uh, uh, people coming together sharing their insights, sharing their experiences in the hopes to, to make a difference in the world, you know. Uh, I know what one word I'm very keen on is legacy, you know. Um, legacy. Uh, what do you want your legacy to be? Do you want your legacy to be I gave up when hard times came? Or do you want your legacy to be that instead of saying, why me? I said, you said, why not you? And you you overcame whatever obstacle or adversity you had in your life and you were like a Wills or a Jonathan and went on to do, uh, to do great things and will continue to do great things uh, in their lives in the future. So that's a choice that we all have. Like I said, um, no matter, I always say what, what it says, um, uh, life, life has its seasons, you know, like I said, um, uh, no matter what you go through in life, just know it always can be worse. So, like I said, your your mindset, uh, what they say, your your attitude dict, dict, dictates your altitude in life. I'll say that again. Your attitude dictates your uh, your altitude in life. So, so always keep a, always keep a positive attitude. Always always think, uh, why not me? You know, that's my that's my my consulting and investment firm. I never thought that sitting on that dialysis chair. In 2006, the world, I felt the world had been taken away from me. You know, like I said, I went from, um, like I said, growing up in a single parent household and, and having nothing or having nothing really outside of my mom. And I'm like, man, I, I got to retire my mom. I got to retire my mom. And I exceeded both at school, in school, and I exceeded in athletics and got so close for everything to be stripped from me. And now, instead of trying to retire my mom, uh, now I'm being, a, I felt like I was being a, a bigger burden on her, you know, like I said, because I had to go home. And now not only am I going home, you know, I'm going home worse than what she sent me off to college as, you know, I went home now sick and, you know, but I never would have thought, I'm telling everyone, whoever hears it, I never would have thought that me saying, why me? And feeling like the world had, you know, feeling like the, uh, the world had, uh, had came to an end for like I lost everything. But when I lost everything, I didn't know the Lord was preparing me, you know, was preparing me. You know, he, he had to take everything from me. He broke me down to nothing so he can build me up. And not only I say he built me up, not in a selfish manner that I had, you know, being a student athlete, but he built me up with a sense of purpose. You know, he built me up that that I was going to lead that legacy. Somehow I was going to leave a legacy in life that, some, you know, so so I'm forever better for what I have been through. And I never thought that a, a why me will become a why not 
it became a foundation. And now I have a consulting and investment firm to help other people now think, why not me? And to start aspire to go on to start foundations and start companies and, you know, that they can overcome as well. So, you know, and so uh, definitely never give up, never give up. Like I said, uh, as long as you got breath in your body, you can always overcome no matter what it is, you know, no matter what it is. Uh, and that applies for beyond kidney failure or, or liver failure or anything like that, no matter what battle in your life, you know, because uh, like I said, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to preach a sermon, a sermon, but uh, yeah, just, just never give up. Like I said, never give up and always know things can be worse and uh, you are destined mm. for greatness, you know, and always think, why not me? So. Thank you so much, Wills, for uh, for having me on. Thank you so much, Jonathan. And like I said, this is only the beginning, I'm sure, of great things to come. And you guys keep up the great work. Y'all, y'all inspire me. Y'all inspire me now. Instead of going out and instead instead of going to relax, y'all got me wanting to go write a book. So who knows? This this this, this conversation might have me go go write a book. I'm serious. I'm I'm in my, I'm in my office. Yeah. So I forward. I so forward. you guys are awesome. You got you guys are awesome and inspiring. Nah, Thank man. you. Guys. No I appreciate that. And to, to close it all off, guys, I think something that, that we can say um, is that this podcast is, is brought has brought hope. Um, it has inspired, uh, just as Edward seeks to do. Um, and it's uh, ultimately, you know, to, to make an impact, um, something that I'm really passionate about. Again, thank you both, both so much for being on here. It's been a pleasure. And I'm, I'm sure, you know, we'll, we'll be able to do this again, maybe have Edward um, you come on and host. I know Jonathan, you and I have been talking about uh, doing a dual podcast as well. Um, but either way, guys, thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Joy of the Journey podcast. It's a little bit longer um, than we usually do, but um, I feel like that this was a conversation that needed to be had um, with someone who, again, is, has been able to speak life into me, um, my mentor, Edward Drake, and um, co-hosting this second section uh, is my man, Jonathan Trailer. Again, he has his own podcast, The Hope of Jonathan Podcast. I encourage all of you to go give him a listen. He is truly doing incredible things. So is Edward. Um, you can go find Edward at um, search Why Not Foundation um, online. Um, that's uh, ynott.org. Um, you can also find both of them on social media. Again, guys, thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Joy of the Journey podcast. And as always, I would challenge all of you to go out and do something this week that you would not normally do to make an impact, whether that's making an impact in your family, making an impact in your community, and making an impact in your, in your world.